0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
1: Hey everybody, it's Adam. Live and in person for you. Hey everybody, it's Adam. Wonder who he'll interview. In the past 12 years i have been conducting celebrity interviews from the world of film television theater and music my name is adam rothenberg and i pull back the curtain to reveal what's inside the hearts and souls of your favorite celebrities and broadway stars today i am so excited to be back in the closet where i <laughs> conduct all my celebrity and broadway interviews because today is a very exciting Jan january where i get to talk to Award winning multi platinum singer, songwriter, author, and actress Jan Arden, whose music has saved us, defined how to be insensitive. Oh, yeah. To be, and with her 15th studio album, Descendant continues to be unbreakable. So without further ado, please welcome Jan Arden.
0: Jeez, Adam, I'm going to use that. that and listen to that before I go to bed at night. Thanks for having me on your show.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for being here. So um, as I just mentioned, you're about to release your 15th studio album, Descendant. So what's the recording process like? What was the recording process like compared to when you recorded Living Under June or Time for Mercy or Happy?
0: Yeah, very. I mean, it it really is such an interesting thing. COVID has forced us all to adapt and to change. And so this record was very pieced together. So yeah, historically, I would go into a studio. I would have a handful of songs. The producer would have the band all set up. And when I started recording, uh, you know, you, you mentioned Time for Mercy and Living Under June, which Insensitive is on. I mean, we, we recorded over like a three or four week period. We, we, we played live off the floor. So a record like this, this last couple of years, because of COVID and because of being in lockdown, down, down, and and kind of taken out of, our regular way of doing things. Uh, like for instance, Bob Rock, who was one of the producers on this record, most of my meetings and interactions with him, I was sitting at my kitchen table. He was in Maui and we were on a Zoom call and we did a lot of writing, like, uh four hour time difference five hour time difference and really bad internet connections and him playing me tracks over the internet and me trying to piece that together and and uh, russ broom and i who we all i produced some stuff with him and wrote with him um he had a little studio downtown we'd have our masks on you know we'd get in there and and just work on these songs and so it was like a a 20-month period of writing and recording and going to another studio to kind of get a string part. I feel like Adam that we did the world's biggest crossword puzzle and didn't have any of the the clues. Like it, it just felt, it felt really frantic, but it also felt exciting.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that analogy that it felt like a crossword puzzle, but you didn't have any of the clues. I think that's a great analogy. What What's your favorite part? What was your favorite part of recording the album in this new way? And what's something that you missed from how you previously recorded?
0: I think I really love singing this record. Uh, it was so liberating to be standing in, in Russell's little studio in particular. And you've got to imagine it, it was this, Russell's studio is, maybe 200 square feet. And I didn't have headphones on. I stood beside Russ and the tracks played out of his studio speakers very quietly. And I just sang in the room. And, you know, usually you're in an isolation booth, you have the headphone on, you're trying to get the mixes right. Can I get a little less drums, please? Can you bring the bass up? Can I get a little less of that? So you're doing all these things that almost take away from the spirit in which a vocal is done. Mm. I I would liken it to, you know, Broadway singers getting out on stage and just belting it out live. I'm sure it's a completely different experience than that cast getting together and recording the record. Yes. Probably a completely different thing. So standing there and singing these songs, just hearing myself in a small room, I learned a lot. I learned about what I was capable of. I learned that I, after all these years of doing this, how well I know my voice. Mm-hmm. And to not push too hard and to not over sing and to be quiet when I needed to be quiet and to put my faith in the microphone. And I, you know, I sang them very little, like I would do three or four passes. And then Russ and I, of course, would sit, Say, same with Bob, three or four mm-hmm. passes of these songs. And then we'd do a comp and we were done. And I'm like, man, that was the easiest thing I think I've ever worked on. So there was lots of surprises that have I been working too hard my whole career? Have I just been trying too hard?
1: That's so interesting to think about those things as you're recording. And I think the pandemic did open our eyes to a lot of ways that we used to do things and how there are new ways to do things that are less time, maybe a little easier than what we had been doing. I think yeah, that's and we'll great. never go
0: back. I yeah. don't think we'll, we'll ever go back. I think things that are, like, I don't think I ever need to go back into a big $2,200 room mm-hmm. with an 80-channel a Neve board and record a record. I don't think I need to do that. I think this record sounds as good as a $375,000 record I did in 1994. Like the sound, it, it has changed so much in the last few decades. I got to listen
1: to the album um, before we spoke today. And you are so right. I mean, if we weren't speaking today and you, and I didn't know that this is how you recorded the album, I would never know that it was recorded any differently than, like you said, when mm-hmm. you recorded Living Under Dune Time." For Time. The sound quality is fantastic. The songs are great. I was hooked in right away from Unbreakable. I mean, I think that's a great first track to lead the album off with. And um, I would love to talk a little bit more about a few of the songs on the album that really struck a chord with me. Go for it. So um, one of the songs on the album is called Hindsight. So my question is, when you look back over your life and or career, what is something that happened where you would say hindsight is twenty twenty?
0: You know, I think in my very early part of my career, I was so worried about, I think, what other people thought. I remember making an appearance on the Jay Leno show in the early days. And you know, I wasn't a huge fashion person. I was from the prairies of Alberta. I was like a jacket, jeans, boot kind of a girl and, you know, blow dry my hair and put on a bit of mascara. And the marketing team from from New York at A&M Records thought it was going to be a great idea to do a makeover on me and they backcomb my hair and they put me in this shiny Donna Karan suit and I remember I just wore a bra under this jacket I was so uncomfortable and I had these high heels on and kind of the, it was so not me and here I am on I Leno singing insensitive and when it was over I was so disappointed that I couldn't find my voice that I couldn't say I don't like this I don't I don't wanna wear this. And what it did though, is I never ever let myself be in that kind of a position again. I never ever let anyone tell me what to wear. I never had somebody doing my hair in a way that I didn't like. I never sat there and had somebody do this full face of makeup that I'm looking at, you know, I don't even know who I'm looking at. And so it was a pivotal moment. It was a real, but that's how we learn. So hindsight definitely was 2020. Know who you are. Be who you are. Stand firm in that belief. No one is going to know you better than you. So don't ever let them talk you into any shit.
1: I think that is just such a great lesson that you just were able to educate my listeners and viewers on so well. And I'm so glad you shared that story. And I'm thrilled that you were able to find that strength to say, you know what, I don't feel comfortable like this and this is how it's going to be from here on out. I mean, that's really true And it was,
0: I never did it again. I never did it again. I mean, I went on to do, you know, David Letterman and uh, you know, good morning America. And I did Kathy and Regis a handful of times. Like I did a whole bunch of really great. I had so many opportunities and I dressed the way I wanted to dress and I had jean jackets on and, you know, just, I just felt cool because I was being who I was.
1: And that's, that's the best thing that anybody can be is just to be yourself and that you were able to learn that and continue to be that way. is fantastic.
0: Thank you. Uh Priceline presents go to your happy price.
1: What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I- I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy prize, Priceline.
0: Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride, However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze.
1: With Steady On, I love in the song how you sing, this is the time, the day, the moment to fly your arrows. So when was there a time you said this to yourself and took action on something you were dreaming, manifesting, or deciding to do?
0: Well, I I think people have this really strange idea in the arts that They're supposed to be at the expert level, like, Oh, you know, I'd love to take a photography class, but I'm not, I don't think I'm very good at it. I'm like, well, that's why it's called a photography class. I think we always have to be prepared to fly our arrows. I think, you know, you, you, you put your face, you face forward, you face into the sun and you cannot be afraid of failing, no matter what your job is, no, what you, no matter what your station is in life. I think, Failing is a human necessity. It's the only way we get better. It's the only way we learn. And it's not the end of the world. It's just failing. I think the bigger tragedy in life is not failing. It's not trying. So, you know, I like having a purposeful life and I like doing a lot of different things. I'm not great at any of them. I'm okay. I'm not Adele, I'm not Joni Mitchell, but you know what, I sing and I write songs. I do it my own way. And that's what you have as an individual is your point of view. And that's what people wanna to listen to. That's what they wanna hook their wagon to. They don't want a reasonable facsimile. They don't want someone trying to be like this. They want someone who's knows who they are and, and what they have to say is valuable. And so having said that, I'm always prepared to fly my arrows. I'm never afraid of missing my mark or not hitting the target.
1: That's terrific. And that's another great lesson to teach people because it is so important to just try and yeah. there is no such what thing as failure. Exactly. No. And um, so I know I have to wrap things up because you have another interview to go to. So I'll end. Um, with this other, with an, one more song from the album Glass Jar, which I loved. Um, who, what person, moment, or physical object would you keep in a glass jar to preserve it forever?
0: Oh my gosh, everyone and everything I'd ever loved or who has ever come across my life in a meaningful way. I wish I could take all those acts of kindness. And all those words of encouragement and all those moments when people took the time to throw their arm around my shoulder and to pick me up and tell me that it was going to be all right and to share a cup of coffee and just some encouraging words. I wish I could take all of those, that thoughtfulness and put it in there and just tuck it away in my jacket pocket and and always have it with me. and in a way we all do, but we forget that sea of goodness that we, we do receive in our lives. But in the rough times, you know, we're like, oh God, nothing good is ever gonna happen again. And I feel so down and out, but you, you have that glass jar to kind of look in and listen to and, and know that you, you do have people out there that support you and love you and care about you. Um, and hopefully you can do that in kind. That words go a long way Adam and you know that
1: yes I do I you're
0: asking me that
1: you're welcome you're welcome and you know as you say words go a long way I mean your music has gone such a long way especially for me I mean uh your song Saved when I was going through a very rough time in the 90s I made this ultimate survival mix and Saved was on there I made a friendship mix with Ode to a Friend so your music your words have meant so much to so many people, but especially to me because they, they resonate with me and you do such a fantastic job. And this new album, everybody watching and listening, you have to get Descendant when it releases on January 28th. The songs are so good. Your writing is so strong and I can't wait to continue to see what you do. And um, we didn't even get to talk about your series, Jan, which I love. So Thank you everybody watching if you're in Canada you can watch it on CTV and in the U.S. here you can watch the first two seasons on Hulu and we're waiting for season three to anxiously come to Hulu.
0: We're we're gonna have that sorted out very soon um yeah this this month we're gonna figure out where the season's gonna land and where the series is gonna land and we're also working on getting uh the green light for season four so you know fingers crossed it hasn't happened officially yet but Um, We still, we got to figure out what Jan is doing. You know, she's, is she going to go with the girlfriend or the boyfriend? Like, uh, nobody really knows what's happening. But I appreciate your kindness and your thoughtfulness. And that the fact that you've been unbelievably supportive, Adam, just means the world. That's why we keep doing what we're doing. So look after yourself and I'll come and sit in the closet with you anytime.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that and look forward to it. Thank you so much for your time today. And uh, thank you everybody for watching. We'll see you soon. He'll get the dirt and the scoop and the story For he happens to be in the know Just ask anybody who's had Adam, Adam Made for the business of show CallMeAdam.com Find more episodes of Burying It All with Call Me Adam Everywhere you stream podcasts For my print and video interviews visit my website, callmeadam.com. Follow me on social media at CallMeAdamNYC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And finally, if you really want to get involved, support my podcast on a deeper level by becoming a member of my Patreon family. Visit patreon.com slash callmeadamNYC. There, you'll get a variety of backstage perks, including advanced notice of interviews, the ability to submit a question to my guests, and everyone's favorite swag.